Georg is like, I don't know, he's just started listening and he's pissed off about it. Craig is like, he's been listening for like two hours and he's exhausted. <laughs> so he's feeling exactly what the, uh, what the listeners are feeling. <laughs> well, he didn't get to separate Not it blessed. into two episodes like our, the, the listeners will have. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, we got to, at some point we got to give our silent co-host Craig a break. Yeah. You know who else we got to give a break? Disney, Sorry, Disney so. Entertainment. We got to give Disney Entertainment a big break because they, boy, are they suffering right now. Are you including all that Craig Gearc talk in the... Not the all of it. Of probably just <laughs> just a little bit of it or something. <laughs> I don't know what I'm including, Chad. I don't have any plan for this. Are you kidding me? You can't just launch into a podcast like this. Got to have a plan. This is Disney's new 52. They're 52 announcements. That's that's You can't plan that. I'm mad about this, and my door is like cracked, and my wife is watching Harry Potter, so I'm gonna stand up. And All right, go un go uncrack your door, Chad, and we'll we'll uncrack a cold one on this episode of that might be cool. We've got two guests joining us this week, and by this week, I mean this same day as the last one came out. Uh, our first guest is from Undo Circle. He's a he's a creator. He's a draw draw boy. He animates stuff. He's he's doing all sorts of creative projects. It's Jimmy Fraser. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. Hello, <laughs> great to be here still. And our second guest coming over from Best Pictures Podcast. He is also an employee of an anonymous TV show. Everyone probably knows what it is, but you would have to look up his Twitter feed to find out. It doesn't matter because it's not the opinions of that employer. It is only his own opinions that he will reflect on this show. It's Chad Oliver. It's me. <laughs> uh, guys, we're a little slap happy. We've already, as the listeners know, been recording for, I don't know, two hours or so. And this is a lot of announcements well, to get through. The listeners might not be interested in Marvel and they might only be interested in Star Wars, so they might not know. That's true. Every episode someone's first. That's true. That's true. And uh, even though this this feed will transform over uh, over the next few months and become something completely different, uh, we have we have graduated from the the Marvel of this of this particular episode and and we're about to delve into the 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 galaxy far far away, the Lucasfilm of it yeah. all. But And and may I just say, yes. it was a marvelous episode. It was a marvelous episode, Chad. So fun. Oh, it was. Um, so now we got to talk about the Disney announcements. Uh, they announced a lot of things. I don't know. Three Men and a Baby, Turner and Hooch starring Josh Peck. Where's Drake? There's a Flora and Ulysses, which is apparently about a cynical little comic book fan and a pet squirrel. I don't know. Great. I don't know any of that. There's also, Robert Zemeckis is making Pinocchio. There's a Tiana show, uh, Princess and the Frog spinoff. Tiana, that's fun. There's a bunch of spinoffs coming out. Isn't there a Moana show, too? There's they announced show, so much. Baymax Zootopia show. Plus. A Baymax show. For Disney Plus. Zootopia. They're calling it Zootopia. That's the bad, bad name, but I mean, good movie, so I'll probably I mean, watch the show. Yeah. The director of Bao is making a Pixar movie that's like basically Shazam, but if Shazam was a monster, it's fun. And that monster then oh, eats his own child at the end. Well, that's a different... That's that's just Bao. That's just Bao. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, hmm. No, it's called Turning Red. It looks really fun. It's about a girl who turns into a monster, and that's really nice. Uh, they're doing a "Call Me by Your Name" spinoff. Um, are they? Really? No, it's that, it's that movie Luca that's just about like two a young boy best friends. Like, oh right, yeah. At a very similar uh, like location as "Call Me by Your Name." Sure. It, sure. The aesthetics are the same. It's it looks like yeah. the same movie, but I think one of them like has superpowers or something. It's, there's some kind of a twist. I've, uh, some kind of a hook. I don't know. Long story short, uh, if you know of a Pixar movie or a Disney movie, they are probably making a series or a sequel or a prequel to it. 
or a wild spinoff uh, like in the case of Lightyear. Let's talk about Lightyear because mm-hmm. this so this is a this is the movie that the Buzz Lightyear toy was based on. That's the canon to of what this movie be is. Clear. Yes. This is not a movie about the toy. This is a movie <laughs> about the man. The origin story of the man the toy was based on. Tim Allen is based on Chris. They've Evans. done this. Wait, they've done this before, though. They had a whole series for Buzz Lightyear. The series the was very good. Where they explored this it entire premise. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Uh, mm-hmm. There were all kinds of people. It's the best Green like the Lantern you've ever made. Yeah, they all had the yeah. same costume as Buzz Lightyear, but there were different anal- uh, different alien types. I think that Buzz was show, like the human. I, for many years of my adolescence, I thought that show was a Green Lantern. Like, not while watching it, but like remembering back on it, I was like, man, remember that Green Lantern cartoon that was really fun? Whatever happened to that? Jeez. And then legitimately, I forgot that it was a Buzz Lightyear cartoon. <laughs> and I had to rediscover that and be like, incredible. wait, so that that pink monster guy wasn't Kilowog? what like <laughs> all of that stuff and so like i thought that it like you would think if they were gonna like you know reboot it and be like no that's no longer canon we're doing our own buzz light your origin mm-hmm. you'd think that they'd like take it a little further away from like being just green lantern but instead they leaned even more into it and they're like no he's a test pilot who had a crazy space accident like right. it's just green lantern which is fine the one still image of Buzz Lightyear, the man that we've seen, uh, I really like. Oh, wait, yes. did they release an image? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they showed one little image. It looks very good. I like Chris mm-hmm. Evans as the choice for movie star uh, Buzz Lightyear. I like that they're not giving Tim Allen more money. Um, you know, I think that that you're only going to create problems for yourself if you keep involving Tim Allen in your universe. Uh, and so, Agree. you know, it's a good choice. Chris Evans is big and hot right now i'm sure this movie's gonna look gorgeous i'm a sucker for a space movie uh you know the animation at least from that still seems like it's gonna be fantastic um the co-director of gosh i can't remember which uh which uh pixar movie that he that he co-directed but one of their co-directors from one of their movies is directing it so he's a a pixar vet um, i want to say toy story 4 but i could be wrong i think toy wasn't toy story 4 co-directed by like pete doctor or someone um i don't know i'm uh, i'm bad with like animation directors finding dory that's what it was he was the co-director of finding dory i mean all the pixar people work on like all their movies you know so i'm sure he did work on toy story 4 i know he worked on like wally and all that stuff um oh uh wally uh will be the first episode of the best pictures podcast in the new year so hey plugs on plugs plugs wait are you guys so you guys are in 2008 Okay, I'm demanding on record that I uh, come on again for In Bruges. If no one picks that, I have to come on. For is that 2008? Yep. I'll talk to the boys. If 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 no one is picking In Bruges, if you guys are trying to find the best movie in 2008 and no one picks In Bruges, you are all fucking idiots. You're um, idiots. mean, but okay. I'm yep. picking Burn After Reading, but God. good, good movie. Not as good as In Bruges. It's the it's the best Coen Brothers movie. Um, yes is it true also yes no no that's i'm i can't all right we'll we'll touch on that when i hijack your podcast again um all right so moving on from all that stuff i mean cars has a road trip series and there's all sorts of other stuff uh let's get into lucasfilm there is obviously one headlining announcement that everybody's going to be talking about that that i think you know unequivocally everyone is the most excited for and that is of course but i don't know what it is that is, of course, that finally we are getting our follow-up 
to the George Lucas masterpiece directed by Ron Howard Willow. Oh, yes. They're doing a series that is set however many years in the future, 20 years Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell in the future. uh, Warwick is back. Warwick Davis is back, baby. (laughs) I am glad about that. I will say I am very happy about that. Have you seen the original Willow? Because I have not. Nope. No. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I'm excited because (laughs) Willow is one of those, like, it's kind of like Howard the Duck, where it's like a very interesting part of George Lucas's career that like, you never really want to look too closely at. I would like to look closely at Howard the Duck, but I understand why some people don't. (laughs) Chad's got an obsession. Um, And it's my favorite. He's my favorite boy. Hey. Look, he's Howard the Duck's a good boy. I just think that movie's fucking wild. Oh, it's Which a horrible movie, but I like to look at it. Sure. Which is why yeah. I am fascinated by Willow, though. And I've weirdly last week I was texting Chad about Willow. Uh, and then all of these announcements came in. And so I'm even more fascinated now. And I really want to uh, I want to dive in. Um and it's also it is it's following in the tradition, which is now the modern reboot, right? There there was for uh, the last you had you know, your whole spiel on Twitter about this. I just read, look, the, just read the tweets. It's just a good pull it up and read it word for word. You it's thought a it was good word. Read. I'm not going to pull it up. All I'm saying is that the moment that Han Solo came on screen and said, Chewie, we're home, it changed the way that Hollywood approached reboots. It, it, it showed, and we can see that in The Flash. We can see that in Spider Man 3. We can see that in, in Ghostbusters. All of these franchises, mm-hmm. they realized that the better way to do it rather than to completely reboot and redo whatever their old movie was is to just continue the timeline introduce a new generation let the old generation have one last hurrah with their familiar faces uh and then continue on past that and 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 create a legacy which is the way comic books have been doing it for years that's how you get characters like tim drake and whatever um and so i think this is a fun idea even though it's not really a movie that has like a big following like i don't think you could even really call it a cult movie i don't think i hadn't even heard of it until you texted me about it Oh, really? <laughs> really? Like, I've never heard of this movie Willow. And then all of a sudden there's a spinoff series. And yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a weird part of Ron Howard's filmography. It's a weird part of George Lucas's filmography. But it was clearly initially George Lucas trying to kind of do another sort of, uh, uh, you know, Star Warsy kind of mm-hmm. thing, but leaning more toward the fantasy and less toward the the science fiction. Right. Um, both of those men have bizarre filmographies. And so for this to be a weird part of both of their filmographies is uh, <laughs> saying something. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're, they're good up. buddies. Obviously, Ron Howard mm-hmm. was in George Lucas's uh, movie American uh, Graffiti, which is a fantastic Academy Award winning movie. People forget that. What did it win? American Graffiti won an Oscar. Did not know that. It's a good it won, movie. I really it won like the best movie. fucking picture. It won best picture. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. People forget that George Lucas won Best Picture. Pre-Star Wars, George Lucas. Fucking Star Wars. I don't know. I don't. That doesn't sound right. It's just. It's. That's true. Oh, so Star Wars ruined him, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. My my guy, my dude. What I I wouldn't give. What I wouldn't give to see one more George Lucas movie. Just make another movie now. Especially like what what is his take on the world at this point? Like he's a full ass billionaire, doesn't need to do anything. What is George Lucas's what does he want to say? If he were to make a movie about someone who had it all and then nobody liked him, (laughs) I would. Oh, you mean you mean Star Wars Episode three? Wow. Hmm? Yikes. We could have. When Anakin kills. 
when Anakin kills those younglings, is that George Lucas imagining killing a toxic fandom? I mean, people who hate children who hated him. Honestly, honestly, I mean, it make, might be make, makes you think. I buy it. It makes you I'm think a lot. Um, I'm trying to confirm right now that American Graffiti won Best Picture. Uh, I think you're just dead wrong about that. Like, I do not think it won Best Picture. You say people forget. I don't think it happened. It did win. It won. Let's see. The film was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. It collected six. Jesus. It's a good uh, movie, but I don't think it won Best Picture. It might not. Let's see. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Anyway. Um, I'm just Googling, it, did American Graffiti win Best Picture? Uh, <laughs> it won a Golden Globe. Oh, maybe uh, that's okay. Best, it won Best It won picture. Best Picture Musical or Comedy at the Globes. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. And Lucas was nominated for Best Director. Wow. Either way. I think it, it might have been nominated for Best Picture, though, right? Maybe. You just want to keep saying that? Probably. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, okay. Academy uh, Awards. It, it, lost it was a nominee to, for Best Picture. It lost to The Sting. Got it. Nominated for Best Picture. Nominated for Best Director. Nominated for Best Screenplay. Uh, nominated for Editing. And yeah, then I'm it did win the Best Picture. Article. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking at IMDb. Oh, okay. Either way, George Lucas was nominated for Best Picture. That's crazy. Yeah, great. Good. Um, mm-hmm. he's a, he's all a right, good so man and I like him his ultimate franchise Willow is back they've got a sequel series in the vein of everything that's happening now where you don't reboot you just continue and introduce a new generation John Chu is directing the pilot decades after the original movie set that's fun Warwick Davis return all right you know um, Avatar yeah. 2 is kind of like that same type of sequel because it is just a sequel but it's going to be a full 11 years after and I think mm. it takes place oh my God, you're right. I think it takes place like lifetimes late maybe not lifetimes later i think jake sully is still around but is it a new generation i think it is i mean i think it's like probably about his kid or something Uh his blue kid of course oh one thing i did want to touch on is that uh disney did announce uh disney animation announced this this movie iwaju uh which they're making with kugali who's like a, a um comic book and like multimedia company from like oh, the, yes. the they never i've never been able to find out where they are but somewhere on the african continent um they made a couple of comics mm-hmm. that i really really liked one's called nani and the other one's called Ndao, i think is how you pronounce it um but this is like an afrofuturist like story set in future lagos and the concept art they yeah. shared looks amazing looks pretty um, wakanda-esque like, definitely fun. oh yeah um yeah whatever it is i'm freaking excited for it like i think that's really really cool Same. and like for kugali that's incredible they they basically have done like two kickstarters and some web comics and to suddenly have a giant disney animation partnership is like that's huge truly yeah. speaks to the kind of work that they've done um anyway uh lucasfilm is also adapting children of blood and bone with 20th century and that's very exciting um very very good book check it out uh indiana jones 5 I don't care. So I love Indiana Jones a lot. Um, Um, The original trilogy of movies. I don't really care for Temple of Doom, but it's still like as a collective, I like those three movies as an idea. And then the, the day I saw uh, Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull was um, my first uh, weekend with my dad. uh, (laughs) Oh, after your parents got divorced. yeah. Yeah. 
and it was the first time i heard like a screaming argument on the phone on the car ride home it was it was something or what it was was i was supposed to just see my grandparents but but my dad kind of hijacked the the time with my grandparents and my my mom wouldn't have (laughs) whatever so uh i cried a lot that night after seeing a horrible movie and now indiana jones feels like a personal attack on me and i don't want them to make this movie (laughs) Uh, because it will make me it will remind me that my parents are divorced and i'll cry again yeah uh, i'll remember i'll remember that night so um, chad i forget sometimes that you and i are the same person <laughs> did, did the same thing happen with same Indiana exact Jones? thing my dude it was crazy um no it wasn't the same exact thing. Oh, okay <laughs> I was about uh, to say. but no i like i i definitely have similar memories that are attached to like specific yeah uh, so because uh, of my parents divorce situation i will not be seeing indiana jones five <laughs> I remember not wanting to make either of my parents feel bad. And so I did. I didn't tell. I saw Finding Nemo with one of them and didn't tell the other one that I had already seen it. So I ended up seeing Finding Nemo twice because I didn't oh, want yeah. to oh, that's so jealous. You. Yeah, yeah you, you got to do you got to do stuff like that as a child of divorce. You got to yeah. like make make everybody happy because it's on you. I mean, it's your fault they got divorced. So you have to make their life better. Exactly. And it's important. You know, too. I'm glad that <laughs> yeah. you were able to recognize yeah. that. So we're oh, like, yeah. Um, right from the get-go i understood this is about me <laughs> always <laughs> and i need to fix it everything's about me this is the truman show uh-huh. um yeah. i just think i think doing a fifth indiana jones is a little boring uh uh no, bringing I, I in agree. james mangold after steven spielberg dropped out is a little boring mangold doing indiana jones is a little boring like for his career to be going in and doing indiana jones feels also boring like yeah i mean <sighs> You kind of think like, oh, he's going to do like the old man Logan thing for Indiana Jones. And that's fine. Wasn't that and what they did that. with Crystal Skull, though? Yeah. With the Crystal Skulls? Like, wasn't, didn't, they, didn't they already essentially do this movie I, like a decade ago? I like, think what's going to happen is he's going to die at the end of this one. Oh, of course. The, the, they have they said this is the, the, final, yeah. the fifth and final Indiana Jones movie. So it kind of makes you think... I still do okay. feel almost that positive that they're going to introduce a character in this movie that will like have their own movie afterward, almost in the same way that he was trying to do with Logan, where they were going to do a, a Laura movie, but then right. you know, buy out. Well, and kind of like they tried to do for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Shia LaBeouf's character, mm-hmm. um, Mutt, Mud, what was his name? Mutt was Williams. M- Mutt Williams. I can tell you. Yeah. Mud I mean, he even like picks up the hat at the end of the movie, like it's going to be this like passing on the legacy thing. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's in the fifth one. No, especially not now uh, with the uh, very, very recent Shia LaBeouf headlines. I don't know what headlines. He just got blasted like yesterday. Yeah, FKA Twigs, uh, oh. his his ex-girlfriend uh, has accused him of some uh, pretty heinous stuff. Uh, Ooh, did yeah. not see this. Apparently Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. bad guy. I really like Honey Boy. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen it and I've been wanting to see it for a while and now I'm like, I don't know if I can watch it. Uh, yeah. Wait. That yeah, sucks to hear. I especially because it sounds like it's heard... all happening during Honey Boy. Gotcha. Which is like, like about his recovery, which sucks. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't heard any details, but I can kind of put two and two together about the kind of thing you're talking about. Yeah. And that, that doesn't sound good. Here. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh. So moving mm. on from that, let's get into to the galaxy far, far away. Let's go far, far away from the problems of our world. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's uh, talk about the space Nazis. And... <laughs> uh, so in the least surprising mm-hmm. news of all, uh, the Mandalorian has uh, not only one, but two spinoffs. 
Thank God. So I was them. surprised about the two spinoffs. I was surprised about two. Yeah, I we, I, think... we, I kind of saw Ahsoka was coming, mm-hmm. um, but the yeah. the the Rangers of the New Resistance. What is is that the yeah. title? The the or, the of the New yeah. Republic. Yeah. The New Republic, I think. Yeah. It is. Uh, yes, Rangers of the New Republic. Cool. I mean, I'm okay. into both of those things. I've enjoyed and, and Rangers. Yeah. Not Ahsoka though. I'm not into that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm into both She's of the. the what'd you say? She's the worst. I'm not even excited for that series. <laughs> oh, Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. But no, the the Rangers of the New Republic. I'm interested in because like the Mandalorian has done a good job of like setting up this republic, especially in the most recent episode with some of Bill Burr's dialogue of like, like ah, Empire Republic. It's all the same, and like you see the Republic, and they're just like these bureaucratic like cops that are yeah. chasing down people for permits when like the Empire is rising up again, and they should be more focused on that. They're like yeah. basically writing up traffic tickets for Mando. Um, I like that that is how the New Republic is like depicted so far. And I'm I'd be interested to see what like a cop show in the New Republic looks like if that's what this is. Yeah. Like if it's the wire in Star Wars, that's what that's what I want. But I don't know if it's gonna be that smart or good. Who knows? I the one thing that like makes me a little hesitant is looking at this entire slate of Lucasfilm announcements. It's like, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cop stuff here. Why is everything about cops? Like, you know, because you look at you look at, you know, uh, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, mm-hmm. uh, Andor, uh, Bad Batch. Well, Andor is the spy thriller stuff. And he's sure. eh, OK. Yeah. There's there's cops, cops and soldiers, you know, which I guess is sure. like all of Star Wars. But like, I mean, it, it's literally wars, wars. Is the title. So. Yeah. I just there's like a part of me is like let's can we do more about like anything else in this universe you know like yeah smugglers or Mandalorian has been a nice little change of pace no it's true Ahsoka will be a cool little Jedi show and yeah Mm. no I'm not too it's it's nothing that I'm like because again I fucking love Star Mm. Wars and I'm down to watch all this forever um Again, uh, leave if anyone didn't listen to the last episode, uh, leave cynicism at the door. Uh, uh, this is for earnest boys, earnest boys and girls only and and all in between. Uh, it's time. It's time to be happy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what Rangers of the New Republic is. It sounds like it's developed by, you know, Favreau and, and mm-hmm. Filoni. So that's cool. Whatever. Uh, yeah, if Filoni's attached, I'm immediately not that worried, you know, like <laughs> same. I. I haven't I haven't been disappointed truly by anything that he's done for Star Wars yet. Like mm-hmm. I, I I trust it in his hands very much so. He's got a good handle on like what makes Star Wars special. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. The Mandalorian the guy... has like blown me away week after week. I'm really well, it's really interesting because that I I I keep wondering what elements of Mandalorian are more Favreau and more Filoni. And I mean it sounds like it's mm-hmm. kind of a blend of the two, but like Favreau writes almost every episode. Uh yeah. Which is very impressive, first off, like just for what his career is to be like, yeah, I'm just going to write a lot of TV episodes for a while um, is really interesting. And I here's the I, the thing with Dave Filoni is I hate hearing Dave Filoni talk. That's so fair. <laughs> I really I, he just I, seems I, like I love work. I love hearing him talk about Star Wars, though, like the passion mm-hmm. he has for it, hearing him like defend the prequels. Like I could listen to that shit. Literally. Yeah. yeah all day. 
I, I like that. I like the way that he is still keeping the prequels alive. Obviously, like bringing <laughs> and and I mean again, like that Ahsoka episode that, that Filoni wrote and directed, which is the only episode that he wrote in the entire season. Uh, yeah, I mean he obviously he was involved in all of them, right. but like the only episode that was mm-hmm. written by Dave Filoni was also that episode which he directed. Which of course it's Ahsoka, it's his character. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a dude with his own OC that just will not let it go. Like he's just got his fanfic character. Not. He should not let it go. No, I agree. And I'm excited. I mean, but like that was clearly a backdoor pilot episode. And I think we all saw this coming. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the least surprising news ever. But I'm stoked. I want to see yeah. more Ahsoka. I want to see her hunt down Grand Moff Tarkin, like bring in all of that EU stuff, the heir to the oh, Empire. Like, I love it. Um, so the next the next news after that, which is very exciting and, and uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, is that uh, Andor is coming in 2022? The mm-hmm. Cassian Andor origin spy series. We, uh, we saw little, little clips from that one. Um, yeah, which looks is just like, like people on set practicing, rehearsing, yeah. building sets. But we also saw like some uh, spaceships, some flying around and stuff. But that too, was stuff right? from Rogue One. That was all clips from Rogue One. Was oh, Rogue was one? it? Uh, okay, because mm-hmm. I was about to say like this looks great. This looks like a movie, <laughs> and it was a movie. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, but, I mean, but, I'm excited to see what it is. You know, I, I'm not I the biggest Rogue One fan, but that era of Star Wars of like pre A New Hope is like a really fun era to play in. Um, I think it's the best era of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think the the region between Episode Three, I, I think it's got and A New Hope is like that. There's such rich material there to figure out how the universe is changing and what is changing in people's lives. Yeah. Like not only on like you know people like like Cassian Andor who's a spy who's like trying to figure out what's Mm -hmm. going on with the Empire and like sort of build a rebellion but also just like you know if you're Dexter Mm -hmm. Jetster and the Empire is now taking over what happens to you right like what what is your life why do you want what I so bad every every time you want what I want and Dexter Jetster could be a part of this is like a gritty um during the age of the empire coruscant show that's just like this grimy city like crime like organized crime in the star wars universe set on coruscant would be like my dream show because that's the thing is that that you know during the republic era right like Mm -hmm. i think that they're like it's it, it would be interesting to see you know how much is crime able to thrive in a place like coruscant you know in the center of the government how much is crime able to thrive during the republic and how much is it able to thrive after the rebel or the the uh, empire takes over, right? Like, how does that mm-hmm. change those dynamics? There, obviously, in the outer rim, you know, crime becomes rampant during the the empire era. But like, I don't know. I it's yeah, it's such a rich area, and also yeah, it's this fun. Is, did, did you guys read Duel of the Fates script? <laughs> um, I. I didn't actually. I'm familiar enough with it. Like yeah. I know where it goes. I've skimmed it and I've watched the, like the 10 minute video that sort of sums it up. And not that yeah. I'm advocating for anyone seeking out, you know, material that that isn't legally released, but it's a very fascinating read, and I highly recommend reading it. Uh, I think it's an incredible script, truly. Like especially for an early draft. Uh, but one of my favorite things in that movie is that they rather than bringing back Palpatine to tie the entire nine films together and being like, see, it's the villain from the first, they brought back Coruscant, which I think is a much more thematically appropriate move by saying, look Mm -hmm. at how the world has changed and let's try to bring it, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. back to that place in some ways, but also moving forward. And the way that they incorporated Coruscant was to be like, that there is kind of this city under the city, sort of like Chicago, where like there's the the remnants Mm -hmm. of old Coruscant from the Republic, the High Republic, 
and then that the empire has sort of like built on top of it and that it's the city that's sort of like died on the vine as you as you get up and like there's more and more sort of corruption and evil throughout it and that you get this like enormous third act sequence of like john boyega and a lot of the other people rose tico and people leading this kind of like ground level uprising in coruscant to sort of try to take back from the first order i really really thought that was amazing like it's sort of a city that can represent all three phases of the star wars movies anyway but i think what's even better than that is if if ray had two lightsabers and lightning go at her but she deflect and shoot back and then that's true and then wins because if you think ray about it that's and she's yeah because that means something all the jedi to us every single uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. It's 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 a narrative through line throughout all nine movies yeah. that you are all the Jedi when you hold lightning. Yeah, and the if she were to strike him down, he wins. But if she shoots lightning back at him, then mm-hmm. she wins. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Exactly. Yeah. And also, if mm-hmm. if she was actually a Skywalker the whole time, somehow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is Ray though, Skywalker. So. I don't know what you're. I think Solana is a really good name and I plan mm-hmm. on using it somewhere. Anyway. Uh, uh, so, okay. So, so we got the spinoffs. We got Andor coming. Oh, still in Skarsgård is going to be in it, which is dope. Um, sure. In Cassian Andor. Uh, okay. Big news of the day. Hayden Christensen coming back in Kenobi. Okay. I want to talk about this. Um, I saw Please. a lot of hype mm-hmm. and like, I'm, I'm, I got nothing against Hayden Christensen's depiction of Anakin Skywalker. Like I really like uh, revenge of the Sith. I think it's a great movie. So there was a lot of hype when it was announced. He's coming back as Darth Vader, but why? Because like, can't anyone just kind of stand in, in a mask and go through the voice modulator and give up pretty much the same performance as anybody. Well, here's the thing. I mean, in the mask, I doubt they get anyone except James Earl Jones when he's wearing the mask because that yeah. would be insanely inconsistent mm-hmm. to not have him. My suspicion, but this is also what I'm worried, wondering about, is yeah, like how what what does it mean that you get Hayden Christensen? Because yeah. it is Darth Vader. He is burned to a core, like whatever. And I think mm-hmm. that one of the biggest mistakes that Rogue, or not mistakes, but one of the biggest things that I wished Rogue One had done is there's that moment where Vader, Vader is in the back to tank and you think we're about to see him and then we don't, I do wish that Hayden Christensen had been there for that. I think that would have been very interesting to have him Ooh. in the back to tank, see his face, see the way he's changed. Um, I wonder if there will be, cause she said, Kathleen Kennedy said there was a rematch, you know, the rematch of the century or whatever. Yeah. Which is an insane thing because the, the last time we saw them in episode three, that was supposed to be the last time they saw each other. Like yeah. Darth Vader says, when we last met, uh, you were, I was just your, padawan now i'm the master i butchered the line but like something to that effect like yeah i i wonder if it's like a not a face to face like i wonder i'm I'm, my first thought initially when i was trying to come up with a way that like they would have hayden christensen but maybe not have the meet face to face is to do some bullshit force time thing like in the force away or uh, the last jedi and rise of skywalker like Mm. how kylo and ray had but maybe pulling in like the concept art of like charred like Anakin force ghost that they had for, I think was the force awakens maybe is when that concept art came out. Yeah. So like, I'm curious if we are kind of just going to get these two forces, like never actually meeting in the series, but like Mm -hmm. 
pulling at each. I don't know. Like I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm curious how they're going to play with the established canon, I suppose, and how they're going to attempt to retcon things if they do. I also wonder, like, do you do flashbacks? Yeah, I, Can you like digitally de-age yeah. to do some Clone Wars era stuff? I don't know. That's a big question. Yeah, and because obviously, like, if anyone can de-age pretty well, it would be Disney. But again, like, for them to do that for one of their series, I think, is, like, a big step up in budget over what they would normally be doing. Uh, One thing I want to, I am very curious to explore because of this news is um, I started reading Charles Soule's Darth Vader comic pretty recently, which Mm -hmm. is, like, the second of the Marvel Darth Vader comics in the, like, you know, recent era. And it takes place between episode three and, and A New Hope. Um, and so it's the early days of Darth Vader. The original one that the original Vader comic they did was set after A New Hope when he's like hunting down Luke and stuff. Also very good. Um, He finds out he's Luke's father in that run, right? Like there's a, I think there's an issue. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I want to, I want to read this Charles Soule run because for two reasons, a, all of these Marvel comics are continuity. They're done with the consultation of the Lucasfilm story group. B, Charles Soule is a bigger and bigger part of the Star Wars expanded universe. Like he's the guy who wrote the novel that'll be the first High Republic novel coming out. Mm. Um, He also wrote like the Lando series a couple or like four or five years ago that was fantastic. Um, And like he wrote an Obi-Wan and Anakin comic series and a few other things. Um, And so I think like he's probably got a pretty close finger on the pulse of what's happening with lucasfilm and so i feel like if anything was going to be set up for obi-wan it would probably happen in his darth vader comic um and at the very least it'll give like more of an idea of where darth vader would be going into this show yeah um so i kind of want to read through that and just see like if there's Mm -hmm. any possible sort of things that we could grab onto um yeah because right now aside from the comics i think the only time you see vader between those is what the the one game and then episode of rebels Yeah. yeah A couple of yeah. times he shows up, which is interesting. I'm, I'm very curious. So it's not like a yeah, it's like kind of untapped area. Totally. The comics, I guess. So we know that this one will be 10 years after A New Hope. So Luke Skywalker will be 10 years old, um, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. interesting. Do they cast a young Luke that, like, I mean, Kenobi's You mean, you mean 10 years after uh, Revenge Sorry, of the, Sith. the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, 10 years after yeah. Revenge of the Sith, episode three. 10 years after A New Hope would be like The Mandalorian, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, huh? It's weird how short of a time what, period oh my God, the original yeah. trilogy is. Um, yeah. So, I do you cast young Luke? That's a question. I feel like if they do, they're not going to do it. Like they're not going to announce it until yeah. like the episode. You know, like they're, they're going to pull some Ahsoka stuff with it, where it's like, oh, like is maybe we'll hint at it, and like maybe you'll find out because of a toy leak. You know, two weeks or something beforehand. Yeah. Right? I didn't realize it was going to be 10 years after, but I guess that makes sense, you know, considering yeah. Yeah. the age of Ewan McGregor yeah. is one thing. What, what is he doing? That's that's another one of my questions is like, is this series going to presuppose that like he's been traveling around and doing stuff or is it just going to be like, yeah, he's hanging out on Tatooine and shit keeps happening on Tatooine? I think something will happen where he has to protect Luke in sure. some way without Luke even Luke's like his knowing. baby Yoda, except he well, doesn't carry him around yeah i think he's he's probably more aloof than like mando is with Mm. uh with gogurt um but do we do we get joel edgerton back as uncle owen i wouldn't be mad about it no i think i'd be down actually i mean they keep bringing back like jimmy smiths hell yeah play uh, smiths baby hell yeah bail organa yeah um yeah i 
I want to see this series so bad. Uh, I mm. think that, I mean, everything about it sounds very fun. I love mm. that Deborah Chow is directing it. Um, I like that they're bringing Hayden Christensen back. I just don't fucking know what that means. Same. Yeah, I'm, I'm like curious what the implications of this series will be. Yeah. Because it's like, we really don't know what Obi-Wan's doing that entire time, aside from like, watching over Luke and maybe becoming stronger with the force probably. But like, is he on Tatooine that whole time? Like just in the desert? Like we don't, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it would be like the first star Wars project. If if it is all on Tatooine, it would be the first project ever to all take place on one planet. Right. Like individual episodes of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Take place on one planet, but the show as a whole, he's traveling around. Yeah. Even the animated Um, shows are like on a different planet. Every episode, it seems like. Yeah. yeah, Rogue One, Solo. I, I, I think that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Because it would also give us a chance to see like Tatooine in a way that, like, you know, we all know Tatooine is just the desert bullshit planet, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. They've given they gave us like the the what is where where was the Moss wherever in the first episode of Mandalorian where like that's on Tatooine too, but it's like a different part. Right. Like maybe it's just yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Something, also another thing I'm wondering is if Kenobi and Andor might tie into each other in any way, They'll you know, be like because they are with the same time with Ahsoka and Rangers and Mandalorian. They were saying that they're going to build up to an event, you know, that those three will tie into right. like a sort of defenders type thing. Maybe they're doing the same thing with this era of their shows between I guess it would be between Andor, Kenobi and Lando, right? Lando, yeah. And do we think like the Alden Ehrenreich uh Han Solo has a place in any of these shows? Interesting. I mean, honestly, yeah. And like what's he I doing? So you know, it's not like Alden Ehrenreich is, you know, booking booking out of control and can't find the room in a schedule for it. Like he should be. <laughs> yeah. Love he should be. I think he's a good actor. I loved mm-hmm. him in Hail Caesar. Nothing against Alden Ehrenreich. Um, I liked him in Solo. I thought he gave a fun, different performance. I love he wasn't story. doing like you know a Harrison Ford impression. Mm-hmm. He was like make, it, but he still felt like Solo. Like he had that energy, that like yeah. arrogant, uh, like way he carried himself, but like arrogant insecurity at the same time. Like, yeah, I don't know. Constantly failing, like that that scene where he's like talking about all the the sharpshooters he has on the Falcon. That's and then the Falcon fun. just flies away is the most Han Solo scene I've ever seen. It's so, yeah. so good. Yeah, that's very fun. And I like not to do the hackiest thing of all time, but that is clearly a scene that Phil Lord and Chris Miller wrote <laughs> and maybe directed. Like, Could be. there's no way Ron Howard is the one who comes up with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no hey, way Willow. Ron Howard, Ron Howard, he did. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> Ron Howard's fine. Um, but yeah, and it's not like Alden Ehrenreich hasn't been in TV shows for streaming platforms. I mean, he just lost a job because Brave New World was canceled. So, I mean, he's got the schedule for it now, I guess. There you go. Um, if I would like that. If Kenobi is totally on Tatooine, Han Solo's on Tatooine a lot during this time because he works for Jabba. I guess that's true. He goes to the fucking... He works but... for Jabba. He... Hmm. They haven't met, so I don't think you could have like a, an adventure of the that's two of true. them together. Yeah. Cause they haven't met in a new hope, but they could both overlap somehow present and yeah. And also, I mean, he could come in. Like, I feel like there's certainly ways yeah. that he could play in with Andor. like Cassie and Andor could be mm-hmm. as a spy talking to Han Solo or working with him or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. And he doesn't even know he's working with the rebellion. He's just yeah. like, doing something. He's just job. another guy. Yeah. yeah. True. 
I think that's pretty fun. And that Could might actually fun. make me feel a lot better about Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> I like I like the trend right now of Star Wars reclamation where it's like, all right, let's give Hayden Christensen something interesting <laughs> to do. Let's give Tamara Morrison something to do. Like, let's bring Ahsoka into the live action. A- any way of being like, all right, this mm-hmm. thing probably wasn't served as well as it could have been. Mean, so let's down the mandalorian that's like my favorite thing about that show is mm-hmm. i don't know the the references it constantly makes to prequel stuff like the, there's pit or holiday special stuff. in in most obviously holiday special stuff you have life day is referenced life and, day the the fork rifle the him riding uh-huh. on that weird dinosaur thing with the fork rifle in the first episode that first episode yeah reclaimed life day in a way <laughs> i never expected to happen. truly incredible I love that. But I like is... lost my mind when that blue character started talking about getting home for, for life day. Yeah. I was, I screamed. I was, oh. I think, and honestly, I'm probably going to rewatch Mandalorian because I'm, I'm, I've only got one episode left. I've been really slow, slow watching the um, Mandalorian gallery thing where they go behind the scenes on Mandalorian, uh, yeah. which anyone who hasn't watched that, for some reason, people aren't watching it. It is amazing it's so fascinating every episode delves into a different part of the mandalorian production uh i highly recommend the process episode and i highly recommend the technology episode those are the two that i think Mm. are the best but even like the ones on performance and stuff are really good um it's the first or the second episode where filoni gives his whole spiel about the uh the duel of the fates and it's a really good just hear him nerding out about the prequels and why he loves them. That's when yeah. I like listening to Dave Filoni is when he's talking about why he loves Star Wars. I did not expect, and even the first season of Mandalorian, I really, really liked, Sorry. but there were parts of it where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. I did not expect this season of Mandalorian to get me as excited for Star Wars as I currently am. Like my, mm-hmm. I always, I go through these peaks and valleys where I'll get really excited about Star Wars and then it'll kind of lull for a little while. But then the next time a peak comes, it's higher than the last time somehow. Well, the thing Star Wars does is they make bad Star Wars content and it just totally <laughs> takes the wind out of the sails. Sure. Like, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker really bummed me out in a yeah. way that I didn't think I was ever going to like Star Wars again. And then the Mandalorian season two comes around. Proves me I, wrong. <laughs> and I think that's the that's the thing too, is like, I think it's really kind of fun that all of these <laughs> current star wars properties are just going okay what things did people not like at the time and what can we do to make them likable <laughs> like yeah it's interesting especially so because yeah on the topic of mandalorian uh yeah. do we think potentially we have any surprise uh appearances in this finale oh, oh, is this wow. episode coming out today like the other one or uh yeah i think this one will come out today just to catch okay, all cool. the all the clicky baits so yeah, so we can we can speculate without sounding like we just already watched the episode. Uh, yeah, I okay. So I mean, clearly, I think this last episode will be a uh, a full crew team up. I think. Um, mm-hmm. um, oh shoot, what's his name? Uh, who played Apollo? Um, you talking about the marshal, the uh, Timothy Oliphant? Not Timothy Oliphant. Oh god damn it! You know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Who? What we'll go back anyway. About? I. I I think all of our re- recurring characters are coming back for this mm-hmm. for this episode. Okay. I think Boba Fett obviously comes back. Uh, Ming Na right. comes back. Um, I I Fennec. do. Th- yeah. Um, I I I think they're all back. There's some sort of obviously big operation against Moff Gideon. They're gonna invade mm-hmm. his ship. Probably. I think they try and like stow away on a ship somehow. Um, which yeah. would be very very fun. Um, they save Gogurt. 
They save Gogurt. Do they get the help of a Jedi that Gogurt has uh, summoned from Thank the God. mountaintop? Oof. Carl Weathers, that's the name. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think I want them to. I guess. Sure. I, like I'm okay with that problem being extended into like a third season, but like I don't know. I. I guess it's just I can't think of who they would pick if they're gonna pull someone or if they're gonna introduce a new character. And would I'm you like, be mad if it was Luke Skywalker? I want to figure it out before the they tell Sebastian me, Stan you know? rumor. That's where wait, what? Mad. What is this? I don't yeah, there's a rumor that Sebastian Stan is gonna oh, play uh, post um, Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. I'd be really into that. I don't know. Wait, I don't so, know so I don't want a Skywalker showing up in the Mandalorian. That casting decision doesn't doesn't upset me, but like. I want Skywalkers to stay away from this show. So wait, what are you? You're 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 asking yeah. someone on a mountaintop. Which what is this? Am I forgetting something? Yeah, Gogurt did his little beam of light thing and summoned a Jedi to. Is come that what they him. said it did? Yeah, that's why Ahsoka oh. sent him there. Well, was to like okay. Well, then the yeah, I think I think that definitely then then a Jedi might have to show up. Is it Mace Windu or is it Luke Skywalker? I guess is my question. <laughs> That's another rumor. I don't know why people think because he's like, alive. I know we never saw him like die, so like there's no body. Like, yeah, exactly. So like Luke Skywalker. And like people have come back from worse apparently, but like I don't. Boba Fett possibly was the most yeah, dead-looking like, character we've seen on Star Wars. Yeah, like, it, Darth Maul came. If back. Boba Fett. If Boba Fett can come back from a beast designed to ju- digest you over the course of years, Mace Windu, who uses the Force, can come back from falling out a window. Yeah, Luke Skywalker fell down after getting his hand cut off. I mean, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, Darth Maul fell down after getting his entire torso yeah. cut off. Yeah, people who fall in Star Wars don't die. Yeah, I people who get like yeah. burned in lava don't die in Star <laughs> Wars. I, I feel like it would be such people who die in an exploding would... Death Star don't die in Star Wars. No I one's mean, ever Samuel... really gone. Okay, so he can come back, and I have to suspend my disbelief. You have I to suspend suppose. your disbelief that the space wizard silly, can survive falling out a window. Um, <laughs> why would no, you say it like that? Now I sound I'm, like a I'm dick, with you. you know? Like, why, Buddy, why can't the, the space Darth wizard survive so the fall, for the you know? time. I thought the Boba Fett thing was so dumb for the longest time. Like, anything that was like, this person didn't actually die. Same with the Palpatine thing. I'm like, fuck yeah. all of you. You suck. The, the second Boba Fett hit a stormtrooper really hard over the head, I was okay that he didn't die. Okay, that can was, I talk about that, that episode fun. really quick, though? I think that is simultaneously the best written and worst directed episode of The Mandalorian. What? Yeah. No, you cannot. Okay, yeah, you, you do say that, then. I disagree. I wanna, I wanna say, okay, Jason, you went on that like huge rant yes. uh, in the Discord, and I was like, "He's crazy. He's off base." Like this episode was so great; it was so fun. I watched it a second time, and you're right. The dialogue is like really the whole time. The dialogue the whole time. It's like very, and it's not the lines; it's the way they deliver. Yeah, and it's them. like you, uh, the actress, and that's the thing is, it's it's yeah, because there's like nothing like. Please I just keep going. It's your rant. That entire no, no, episode take your rant, looked and felt to me like every Star Wars fan film. The the even the best quality ones, which I think are very fun to watch, and for being fan films, are very well made. But this mo- this this episode of Mandalorian, the one that Robert Rodriguez directed with Boba Fett coming back, looked and felt exactly like all of them. The action was weird and clunky. The shot choice was odd. The choreography was off. The character get performances me, get were me bad. Upset. 
you're getting me upset. That was like the best episode ever, man. It was so good. It was written really, really well. It was the execution was great. That hillside battle was incredible. Watch that episode again. I think that is the worst action in Mandalorian. I think that it is, and and it's choreographed probably fine, but I think the way that he chooses to move the camera around the action is really, really bad. And so that one, that that one interestingly. That one, interestingly, was like shot on a location like they were out actually shooting that on some hillside. And that's the thing. And so they 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 didn't do the whole um, whatever that dome thing is called. Yeah, uh, the volume. And they didn't volume. probably animatic it out the same way that they normally would have, because that's the thing about Mandalorian. It's made in animation before it's shot in, in live action. They make mm-hmm. a full blown animatic of the entire episode before they shoot it normally. And I think that Robert Rodriguez while being a director with his own distinct flair and style and that many people love, and I think he's made good movies before, is a director who has a distinct style and is a distinct way of filmmaking that is not conducive to, to TV where you're supposed to blend but in with the style of a show. And so for a show... blended enough. No, I disagree. Watch that episode again and try to tell me that that direction style fits in with the rest of the show. Because Come on, I think you're being unfair. I'm, I don't think I am. Watch that episode again right after an, another episode and tell me you don't notice the difference. It is, it is, first off, for that alone, the fact that they're shooting on location instead of on the volume, while objectively being like, yeah, traditional filmmaking, whatever. This is a show that f- shoots in these types of sets. And so if you're going to break that style, you better have a reason for it. And they didn't, there was no reason to not shoot in the volume other than Robert Rodriguez doesn't want to shoot in the volume. Like I, I think that he, he breaks a lot of this, the visual language of the show. He's got all these weird shots in the middle of action scenes. There'll be a random shot that has like blurred black edges to the frame for no reason. It just, and the, again, the camera choices, the camera's too like weirdly placed in the, in this episode. Watch it again. Tell me it doesn't look unlike any other in the lighting, especially anyway. I'm, I'm mad about this. I will say it was, I thought it was fine. Well, and that's what I mean. Star Wars is built on weird characters. But I didn't know, I didn't yes. notice nearly as much like directorial stuff as opposed to just like the weird character interactions where it like, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, that's why it didn't like, it didn't well, I think super here's the thing. I think me until the I like, character interactions through, feel like they were directed like by George for Lucas, it, but like which in the case of this show like, is oh, there are thing. problems in this one. Let me like, I think that. It, um, if it fits in with the larger Star Wars universe stylistically or the George Lucas directed Star Wars universe, that's one thing. And that's fun. But it's not this show. This show does not feel like it was directed by George Lucas in any way. On uh, on the Marvel episode, which mm. also comes out <laughs> today, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I I mentioned one of uh, my co-hosts on the Best Pictures podcast, Cody's uh, mm-hmm. theories about a Spider-Man movie. Mm. He also has a crazy uh, conspiracy theory about the Mandalorian finale where all the directors that we know for a fact are directing an episode of the Mandalorian this season have already released an episode. Hmm. So either like, you know, Favreau or Filoni get another episode to direct or George Lucas, who has been on set. What if he directs the finale of the season? And it's been a secret this whole time. He was on set during season two. Rosario Dawson was like, yeah present when he took the picture with gogurt um i will just cream my jeans wow. if it's uh george lucas directing the episode <laughs> especially if he just like knocks it out of the park but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't and then you see that's how it's announced that he directed the episode is like the credit wow um, he's been I around think... it's possible he has. and he lives right nearby mm-hmm. he's, he's right there 
I like uh, to imagine him just like showing up to set uninvited and like eating the craft services and goes, hanging uh, out. What's, uh, and, what are you from? Yeah. There? Oh, that's you know what's yeah. actually interesting. When I came up with that character, uh, the the, uh, the 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 background, what, what was supposed to happen is he was actually supposed to um, marry his mother, uh, and then after after he and his mother had a long and fruitful relationship for fifteen years, uh, she would actually uh, uh, betray him, which caused his ultimate uh, conflict. Yeah, George, I gotta go shoot the. Oh well, no, I, I just I just want you know just yeah. it, it helps uh, inform the scene here. <laughs> uh, George, I really need to. Oh, no, no, it's just, I just, I feel like it's important for this interaction here. George, he has no dialogue. He has no dialogue in the scene. Yeah, I just, I just, I need, I feel like I need you to know that. that I'm that, just a stormtrooper. I'm wearing a mask. backstory is really time. important to him. I think that this specific yeah. stormtrooper, everyone, the audience will feel it if it's not there. Um, all right. Anyway, I think that that's a fun theory and I would love that. I think my bet is on John Favreau directing it. I think that that's probably what's happening too, but it's fun to think about these crazy conspiracy theories because when they're right, it was on a podcast before it happened, baby. <laughs> it is. I mean, by the oh, same yeah. token, last season it was randomly Taika Waititi that directed the the finale. So I mean, who the so hell knows true. who it'll be? Oh yeah, I think it's one of. Well, we knew that ahead of time, though. We knew that he had directed an episode, but we didn't mm. know it was the finale, and that's very unusual for a like non-producer uh, director to direct a finale. We had that fun uh, bit of uh, the stormtroopers shooting the shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> at the beginning With of that episode, Sadakis very, and um, Adam yeah. Pally very taika watiti they couldn't like they were aiming at like a can and they couldn't shoot the can it was good bits. i think good bits. i've got i've got three guesses i think it's either john favreau pedro pascal or maybe george mm. lucas he hasn't directed on mandalorian i'm not sure if he's directed i feel like maybe Ooh. i feel like at some point pedro pascal directed, directed like an before? episode of narcos or something you feel like they would have handed him one yeah um but i don't know i'll, I'll look it up while we're talking it was so good to see his face in the most recent episode too. That makes sense. I know that was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's what a what a true gift. Um, Same he's not directed before, but very I mean, good Bryce for Dallas Howard as well. Before her episode, and I don't think Carl Weathers had directed before either. These Howards coming in and directing Star Wars. <sighs> um, that well, that was one of those things when I was watching the Robert Rodriguez episode. I did not know that he directed it, and I was watching it going. Ugh, is this a Bryce Dallas Howard episode? Because the last time she did that, I really didn't like it. Uh, and then it turned out to be Robert Rodriguez. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Because um, he's got that lo-fi, low-budget, cheesy feel to all of his stuff. He's always making a B-movie, and he doesn't know how to make a movie, Hates to be Spike. real. Like, he doesn't know how to make a movie in the Hollywood process. He makes a movie the way he makes a movie, and that's why he shouldn't direct TV. He should make his own movies forever, and that's fine. Anyway uh okay so moving moving back into the announcements the bad batch sure i don't know i was not excited uh the entire time about this ip at all those were my least favorite episodes actually of the most recent season i just didn't care couldn't get into it Mm -hmm. this trailer and the fact that it is actively taking place post order 66 has me immediately invested i didn't realize that that would be the premise i kind of thought they would be like same. Oh, like here's what the Bad Batch was about because we introduced them. So here's their backstory. I thought they might do something like that, um, which like made sense to me. Yeah, because that's kind of like I mean we've mentioned it. It's the way they're like retroactively making things more important. Yeah, in some way by like tying in other things. Figured they were doing that. Really happy that they're not. Like genuinely glad to see. And I mean, look, some like oh, like as I, I like last week watched the last four stuff. episodes of um, Clone Down. Wars. I hadn't watched most of the series. But those last four episodes, which sort of serve as their own little movie, are fucking incredible. Like, mm. 
some of my favorite Star Wars ever. And I don't think you need the context of most of the yeah. series to appreciate those episodes. I think if you know mm-hmm. who the characters are, then you're fine. Like, truly. Because um, I had not watched the last four seasons of that show, at least. Um, yeah. yeah, I've watched the first two seasons and a half-ish. Mm-hmm. And I, like, fully intend to dive back in eventually. It's just those early seasons are hard. And I understand it gets better. Yeah. But, like... I personally think it's worth it to just watch the last four episodes and then decide what you want to go back and watch Mm -hmm. after that. Because, like, I'm interested, because, like, the Bo-Katan character on Mandalorian, I want to go back and watch her episodes. Yeah, and Um, she's in those last four. Like, all the characters that are kind of coming back here are in those last four episodes. Cool. Yeah, obviously... Oh, go ahead. Honestly, the best way to, to like, go through Clone Wars is to, like, find arcs you're interested in and then see if you want to watch the rest of the episodes because as long as you have the base storyline of characters and, like, who they are, it's not... That's what bothered me about watching it was... Yeah, and the show was told out of order, like... I don't know. So you can... Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets better as the season goes on, but like the animation in this trailer, I think looks better than any animation in the entire Definitely, definitely. That's something that's always bothered me about Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Clone Wars they looks like previs, but with like stuff. color correction yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bizarre look. Um, um, to me, Bad Batch looks like the show I'll probably skip unless people are like raving about it. Mm-hmm. Like if people are saying it's okay, then I'm not gonna bother. But if people are saying it's like, no, this is the best like Star Wars show, I think I'll give it the pilot and then see how I feel after that. That's probably a good approach. Um, There's just so much Star Wars stuff coming out. It's like, what was that? I'd also be good. Did they announce? I don't uh, know. I don't think. Did they say how many did. episodes I'm it was going to be? Double check no? right now, but I do Just not think that they announced the uh, episodes. I'd be curious if it's like a full, full season, or if they do like a mini season, kind of like with the yeah. Clone Wars, where it's like the what was that twelve episodes or something, or if they'll do like nobody needs to make a twenty seasons episodes used to be like anymore. twenty episodes or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of wanted to just be like. A, a mini series almost even like yeah and uh th- these opinions about 22 episode seasons are my own uh not <laughs> why would you have to why would you have to clarify that chad why would you any reason that you have to say that you don't like 22 episode seasons to be fair i don't work on a 22 episode season and i never have hmm, i guess that is fair actually chad's getting away with the technicality here i'm getting away with the technicality both seasons I worked on a show that was shut down by show. COVID, and then <laughs> so it was uh, the next episodes. added an extra episode. Nope, nope. It's no? it's just also going to be a nineteen episode season. Weird. They just they downsized this season to nineteen as well. I oh, don't know wow. why. It was a decision hey. made above my pay grade. Wait, Chad, <laughs> you didn't make I the decision on the series order. I don't decide these things. No. <laughs> I it's schedule, up to the listeners to figure out what Chad's show is. I schedule ADR, <laughs> so yeah. that's. I do other uh, things too, but that's, you know. Yeah, you do a lot of other things. Give yourself some credit. Um, yeah. All right, Star Wars Visions. I do the, uh, I, hey, I do the credits. You do the credits. Look at that. You give yourself <laughs> some credit literally every episode. Um, Actually, no, just twice a season. Well, uh, oh yeah, I guess that's the, the pay grade is that they only credit you twice a season. That's the thing about television, everybody, is that um, most of the time you don't get a credit for what you do because uh, the credits are very short and they only have so many slots mm-hmm. and so they can only fit so many of the people in. That my, credit you're my, seeing at the end of the TV show is not all of them. My far. first job in TV on a multicam sitcom, and I don't know why I'm talking about this now, uh, but it was a production assistant. Um, mm-hmm. Every single episode I was in the credits. It was incredible. Shit. As, as a, my, 
office production assistant. Wow. I legitimately have no idea if I ever got a credit on my first TV show because I never watched a minute of it. Hmm. And that was not Sabrina, to be clear. I love Sabrina. Whoa. I think it's a great show. And I watched every episode of it over and over again. Um, but the first show I was on, uh, 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 who cares what it's it was called Blood and Oil. And it was a show that was very bad and very expensive and um, not a fun experience for anyone who worked on it. And I have no idea if uh, I was in the credits anyway. Costume PA, right? Costume PA, my bud. I spent most of that job in my car. Wow. Um, I thought you were going to say in a costume, but no. That's not what a costume PA does. No, not at all. Um, it's fun when you're working on location because oftentimes you're just driving back and forth from places and you can listen to podcasts all day like this one. Shouts out to any costume PAs currently listening. <laughs> uh, Man, imagine how sane that person feels. Oh. In that moment. <laughs> You've all the validation they've ever you've got it you've got this moment. jake um calling my shot anyway uh star wars visions they're bringing in a bunch of anime creators to make short films incredible I thank you yeah, for right. making the most anime ass property that's ever existed into an actual anime they so recently they've been doing some mangas yeah. uh like they have a star wars rebel rebels manga oh, I and i think a this. leia one um it, they're very good i i haven't read the leia one but i've i've read a bit of the rebels one and it's quite fun um yeah, yeah definitely look into those check them out uh the next thing is a droid story done with partnership between um lucasfilm animation and ilm so what is it is this is this a series or is this a, a short or a series of shorts i think I it's a series of was. shorts okay it might be a series but i think it's a series of shorts gotcha uh, again probably one i will skip unless people tell me it's great similar to bad batch sure uh, yeah Jason, like you just got to lean over to the side a little that bit more. Close. That wasn't even close. Stop. Um, thank you. People have to take this podcast seriously. I know. Because I need to plug my podcast at the end. And if people turn off the podcast because you're burping into the microphone, well, they won't hear. We plugged hear. it at the beginning, too. Well, that's just because I snuck it in because I was very. <laughs> I know. I, I said it. I yeah, said but you, from the say, best but you didn't tell them that you could find the podcast on all social media at we pick picks that's w-e-p-i-c-k-p-i-c-s oh that's true, um, that's true. so you didn't yeah, but if they're following that. me they can see it on my social media when i share whatever the clips are you're going to share from my amazing episode oh i do need to edit those videos thank you for Idiot. reminding me um uh we also had an announcement for a lando series this is quote unquote an event series which to me says it's going to be limited which mm -hmm. also to me says that they're really trying to get donald glover to sign on but he hasn't mm -hmm. signed the agreement yet and so they couldn't he announce was it notably missing from that announcement um and i feel yeah. like they felt bad announcing billy d williams without also announcing donald glover because i feel like there's a good chance that it's like billy d williams telling stories or something oh you think so or like a story that has oh interplay between the two because i think they have like to they have to limit yeah. Glover's screen time somehow if they're going to get him. Yeah. So they're going to have Billy D. Williams on some adventure finding this girl from uh, Rise of Skywalker, finding her parents. And, and along the adventure, he's telling old stories from when I was a young uh, scalawag. In the Maybe. Galaxy. I mean, I'm sure there's a less hacky way to do it. <laughs> but will they? He's going to sit down next to a fireplace. <laughs> And he's going oh, to yeah. tell stories. Here's, Hell yeah. I think here's one thing that I think, though. Ugh. I think that Donald Glover is probably also waiting on scripts before he says yes. Fair. You know? Yeah. I, and so I think that he will probably not sign on unless the scripts look good because he, you know, did solo and that uh, backfired. 
Um, I want Donald Glover to make a show in the Star Wars universe. Me too. Make your Atlanta, but make yeah. it Coruscant. Oh my God, yeah. Just make I, Coruscant into something. <laughs> I do wonder if they tried to get him to write a Lando series. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, mm. Which could have been interesting, or like get Stephen Glover to write it, or someone like, or any of his, you know, collaborators from from Atlanta, or mm-hmm. even from. I guess he and Stephen Glover wrote Deadpool together, but not the movie. They had a FX Deadpool animated yes. series that unfortunately was a casualty of the Disney buyout. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I. If any listener out there, you know, I I know, for instance, like in the FX announcements, they talked about why the Last Man. You know, I, I, I've i read the first iteration of the first few episodes of that show through little industry connections, and it was very good. If any listener oh, out there wants to the get the big industry boy gift, talking about being an industry boy, if there's any industry insiders who who happen to have some scripts from the Deadpool show that Donald Glover wrote, let's say you're a development assistant at FX. You let's know, say you're let's, Donald Glover. Let's say you're Donald Glover, who notably is a very uh, avid listener of this show and has been waiting for a year and a half for another episode to come. Um, who knows? You know, send it my way. Jason at that might be cool.com. Just let's, let's see. Um, anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see. I would love a Lando series. I, I would love a Lando movie. I would love a Lando anything. Every Lando comic I've read has been very fun. Rodney Barnes wrote a really good one. And so did uh, Charles soul. Give me more. Lando on a Mando. Lando on a Mando. Wow. I guess they couldn't necessarily have Lando show up in Mandalorian because he would look older than he should, right? Yeah. Oh, or well. younger than he should. I mean, you could just like put some gray in Donald Glover's hair. I don't know. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Or just recast like they're doing with Sebastian Stan, but then you're recasting the character twice. I like that you're just assuming they're doing that with Sebastian Stan. They're doing it. They're going to get somebody them. to be Luke and Leia. They're going to do it. The fact that... the. Like they at some point have to if they're leaning into the live action shows, they're going to have to do a live action show set in between the original trilogy and the sequels at some point that gives Mm -hmm. us some Luke stuff like they're probably just building reception on like these properties because they know that like that I feel like the original trilogy characters, people are just going to handle a lot more critically. It's just kind of like a fact. Do you think we get a Knights of Ren movie or Disney Plus series? I would want one genuinely. I'd be down I would want me. I want them to be the something. Skywalker suck less. <laughs> there was a there yeah, was a comic. Like, yeah, there was a comic called The Rise of um, Kylo Ren, and mm-hmm. Charles Soule wrote it as well. I think it's honestly one of his worst uh, Star Wars comics, but it does talk a little yeah. bit about the Knights of Ren before Kylo Ren joined them. Um, it's I don't know. I like it's. If you if you breeze through it and skim through it, it's worth it. But like, I think that it, it's lacking in a lot of ways. Um, there's also some very bizarre Snoke stuff in there. Uh, I think I saw some of that art of him, like kind of seducing him to the dark side. Yeah, not my favorite art. I will say that. Not my. I don't. Overall, I don't really love the art direction of the current Star Wars comics. I think they try way too hard to to lean into likeness, and that they're losing all mm-hmm. magic of cartooning in there um but anyway anyway uh you're right and you should say oh, just saying <laughs> just saying next announcement we've got the acolyte from uh, russian doll creator leslie headland set during the so, high republic this one was the one that they just sort of threw out there and didn't talk about much and it's the one i had the most hype for it's like this yeah, dog dark side story at the in the final days of the the high republic 
this kind of untouched era of star Wars and it really leaning into Sith. Like I'm so into it and I want to know more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have hype. I have real, 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 real hype for this one. Truly everything it's set on Coruscant. Yeah. It's got dark side. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the first like filmed or like anything that's not novel or comics, uh, or video things game. set in the high Republic. Uh, like, yeah, I want, I want all of it. Give it. Yeah. And Leslie Headland is such a the, good. This is what I've been asking. I had heard, and I don't know if this was public or not, but I had been hearing for quite a while that Leslie Headland was working on a Star Wars thing. I had no idea what it was, if it was TV or movie or anything like that. But I was very excited, and the fact that it is this, like such an untapped and untapped and like mm-hmm. rich area of storytelling, to sort of show like how the Sith starts rising again. Obviously, yeah. Palpatine, I'm assuming, plays into that somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or Plagueis, so. well, Darth yeah. Plagueis, maybe, or maybe Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas. Maybe it shows him ordering the clones. You know, I would love to. Honestly, I would love some explanation of some of that. He goes know? to Camino and he's like, "Hey, uh, can I have one order of fifty million clones, please? Thank you." Swipes his card <laughs> and then leaves, and and they give him like a dry cleaning ticket. You know, where they're like, "You can." It's gonna be a up. really nice plot for that movie, I think. You know, <laughs> yeah. <under 20. laughs> like, hey, you can come pick this up. Uh, like, let's say mm, roughly fifteen BBY. Uh, and he's like, I can pick it up 15 years before the Battle of Yavin. What's the Battle of Yavin? What's going to happen on Yavin? I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Also, the Kaminoans apparently aren't bound by time. That's that's a thing about them. Oh, wait, I didn't what? Know that. that was a joke. Oh, I was going to say, what's that? <laughs> I was like, whoa. Because I crazy? I mean, they kind of seem like it. They're very like, aloof and mysterious. That yeah. I, I oh, yeah, it. Star Wars does have time travel now. Ugh. Star Wars does have time travel now. I actually think that sucks. Like as of, as of the Rebels kind of show, there was time travel. Is that right? It's not like it's not like. I, do you care about spoilers for Rebels? Does not anyone all. care no. about spoilers no. for Rebels? No, I'm probably going to watch it. But there, there is there is a place that is uh, removed from time and space where you can jump into throughout time and space. So like, so the quantum you realm. could essentially, but like. I can enter on a Wednesday and you can enter on the Friday and we can be there at the same time. Mm. Mm. So like, it and is like fully, theory, like, I could th- jump out on a Wednesday, even though I jumped in on a Friday. Ju- yeah. That's time travel, baby. Exactly. They didn't use it for time travel when they brought it up, but they did use it for some shenanigans for sure, man. But it wasn't, technically time travel kind of i am not saying that they should and in fact i'm saying they should not but Mm -hmm. they could use this plot device to have like matchups across the entire star wars universe have kylo ren fight uh qui-gon jinn have darth maul battle grogu once grogu is grown up i hate this um oh my god you could you could do that and that feels like the premise possible. for a video game and not anything that i want to actually what it sounds like is, is that what they did in the holiday special? that is what they did in the holiday special yeah the the lego oh, okay. the lego holiday special Hell yeah. it is the plot of yeah that. sorry the, the lego holiday special let me clarify yes. um speaking of the holiday special uh they also further confirmed the taika waititi movie uh, which has no details oh, yeah. at mm-hmm. all. But the artwork that they put out with it 
looked just like holiday special artwork. Yeah, the only thing they put out was it was a it was a Star Wars title that was the old style font, but it was like pink with like a yellow sort of background and like standing up like clearly like a drawn title. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the animation little yes. halftime show. I think it's going to be a Jar Jar Binks movie. I'm just going to say. That. Whoa. I've been putting I've been putting my hat out there that I think that it's Taika Waititi is going to do some Gungan shit. I'm going to see Jar Jar again. That's like been my like prevailing crackpot theory the second that I remembered that he was doing something. I was oh, like, man. he's going to make everyone so, love Jar Jar and I'm going to revel in it. That's what I want. Kathleen Kennedy, when announcing this one, said that it would be like a new tone and a new totally new like take on star wars so yeah something like taika waititi is bringing his unique take on mm-hmm. into the star wars Jar-Jar universe. Would be yeah. perfect for that. tell me i mean tell me I'm, that, I'm here that for those. gungan stories i don't know if i'm here for a jar jar story unless he does the retcon jar jar is a sith lord storyline <laughs> if that's taika's again, that's, angle that's, i I kind of hate it when like fan theories have like prevailed and and are widespread and then filmmakers just do I, them. I genuinely believe, Jason, that uh, Jar Jar Banks was originally supposed to be a Sith Lord, but it was the fan backlash after episode one came out that made him sort of slip Jar Jar into the background for episode two and three. I genuinely believe uh, that. I think that there's certainly, you know, salt to that theory. Uh, I just... It's like, okay, we already know what happens then. You know what I mean? Like, we've already done that. We don't need to just see it play out if we've already figured it out. Like, But we do need Especially to this long play. later. When we like something, I would like to see it on a big screen again and again and again. Sure. Uh, and this one we haven't even seen on a big screen yet. It's also why I sort of hate the Sebastian Stan Luke Skywalker thing. Like, I'd, I would accept it if it's done, but it's like, it's another one of those things where I'm like, it, when enough fans have that idea, then I'm just like, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm curious about that. I also wonder if this is the project that Kevin Feige is attached to or if that's still something we haven't heard about. Because there's still that one whatever film yeah. is that Kevin Feige is supposed to be producing. And are we to assume that the Ryan Johnson trilogy is just like dead, not happening? I figure so. I figure that's dead along with the Game of Thrones guys thing. Um, that one was announced canceled, though. Like they, Yeah, the what, Ryan Johnson one there hasn't been any mention of yet. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I also there is a part of me that thinks so here's here's like in terms of like what I what my my gut feeling is on what Taika is doing here. I think whatever it is, it'll probably be centered around kids. Um, it could pick mm-hmm. up the thread that Ryan Johnson set up in in Last Jedi with the little, you know, broom push push broom boy. Uh, Love that. I think I don't know. Like I I. I feel like it could be something with that with a lighter tone. Maybe it's just a bunch of orphans having fun and telling stories like a holiday special style thing where they're like, you know, like Legends of the Dark Knight or whatever. That episode of Batman, the animated series, where it's a bunch of kids talking about what they think Batman is. Um, It would be interesting to see something that's sort of plays with that premise of like what kids think that Jedi's are. But then maybe they also get themselves into a crazy situation and have to figure it out. Sure. I don't know. Um, that could be fun, actually. Yeah. Jimmy, by by the way, I need to know what's your uh, what's your stance on uh, the Last Jedi? <laughs> Hell yeah! Hold on, let me let's wait right there. Oh boy! Oh, so okay. Jimmy, <laughs> for the listeners, Jimmy lifted up the shirt that he is currently wearing that says "Written and Directed by Ryan Johnson," a Super Yaki shirt. Um, you can go to superyaki.com and check those out. And now Chad is wearing his hat that says "Written and Directed by Ryan Johnson." It just says "Directed by." It's not an accurate title card, but it's all that they That's had on a hat. 
I think actually, weirdly enough, I do think that Chad, the directed by Ryan Johnson, is the accurate title card. No, yeah, I it's, think you're it's, right too. It's it's written in. Is it not? I, no, I think it. I think the title card goes directed by Ryan Johnson, written by Ryan Johnson. You're wrong about that. Because I, 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 I went and looked uh, it up. I because I remember. Yeah. Let me just written... go to fucking Disney Plus on my cell phone. Do it, bud. <laughs> I dare you. I freaking hey, triple dog your, dare where's you. Your iPod, uh, where's your iPod Nano? <laughs> yeah, get your iPod Nano out and, and pull up your uh, it's game in boy, the uh, your game it's boy. In the, well, uh, while Chad's looking that up, let's talk about the video game adaptation of the century, Rogue Squadron. Oh, Rogue Squadron, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm like, I guess it's um, not technically a video game adaptation. It sounds like it's probably just its own thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm into it. I don't know. Um, uh, I like Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins' little video. I did too. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm glad that she's. Like it seems like she's super passionate about the story she's going to be telling. I'm very excited about that, and also yeah. just passionate about like the aesthetics of like fighter pilots and like Air Force yeah. type stuff. Like this could be our uh, what you call it that freaking Tom Cruise movie Top Gun. Jeez, I <laughs> think of Top Gun of the Star Wars universe. Which, um, speaking of which, Top Gun Maverick's still coming. Can't wait Lord, to watch Tom seriously? Cruise fly a real fighter jet. Hell yeah! Trailers look so good. I'm excited. Um, Wait, did Tom Cruise actually fly a fighter jet? Yeah. Does he have that much money that he can just do that? That's cool. Yeah. Okay, Chad, fine. You're right. It's written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I just pulled it up on the cell phone, actually. It's right here. Yeah, I see it. All right. It's, I can't get it to... There you go. Um, Chad oh. wins an argument. Good for Chad. Uh, I'm always right is the thing. Yeah. Mm, I would so here's the that. thing. This is, this, is, this is a sequel uh this this patty jenkins movie oh, as wait. we know of course this is the second in the installment of the rogue franchise is this is there, true is there actually any like character this? carryover no idea rogue okay rogue i'm just saying we all knew that there would be a rogue too right i imagine it's probably a prequel to rogue one because it's probably like the beginning of the rebellion and a pre death star explosion world interesting i mean I would they do that I, would they retread that because this is a series right it is a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I mean, like, so, I, I don't know. Like, that's like the premise of Rebels. You know, it's like exactly. that beginning. Like, so I don't. I couldn't see them doing it again for a series, but for a movie. Yeah, for like a live like, action movie that sort of plays in the same space, and maybe even bring some of those characters over to be in yeah. the, a live action version, like they did with Ahsoka. Who knows? That would be very cool. They did have one of the characters from the Rebels show in the game, so like. They also the- had the Rebels ship show up mm-hmm. at, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yep, and in Rogue One 2, I think. Oh, cool. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. So they were... Okay, so the Rogue Squadron was formed when the Galactic Empire... This is at least whatever the current canon is. Sure. When the Galactic Empire brought its Death Star super weapon to bear on the Rebel Alliance's moon in Yavin 4, the Rebel pilots of Red Squadron attacked the space station. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they were already... Like, the Rogue Squadron did already exist before A New Hope gotcha mm. i mean it could probably just be like in the age of luke skywalker doing his adventures here's what the fighter pilots were doing yeah could that's be true like yeah parallel to empire strikes back or something so here's the thing i mean in terms of members of of rogue squadron right we've got like uh you know luke skywalker of course there's zev seneska there's lieutenant wedge antilles who of course is the you know un, un underappreciated hero of the rebellion hold on do we think Luke Skywalker shows up in this movie? Interesting. Oh, 
I no, I think it'll be it, it'll probably be Rogue Squadron before Luke Skywalker is in there. I think you're I think you might be onto it, yeah. Chad. I think this is Unless during the this between, is the Sebastian uh, Stan thing because like it's just rumored that he will play Luke Skywalker. It's not rumored that he'll play him in Mandalorian. It's just sort of the ongoing rumor is that he's attached to play that character. Here's my thought. I do not want to see movies with the main film characters like with the with the any of the main characters in between like a different actor playing them in between the films that they were already in i'm down with before i'm down with after but between i think that's yeah i don't want to go from mark hamill to sebastian stan then back to mark hamill chronologically. because like it would have to take place like between a new hope and empire probably because he's busy in between empire and jedi too so it couldn't be between that not that yeah. that really matters but i think this is either mm. before a new hope or it's after return of the jedi would you take like a post return of the jedi pre the force awakens luke skywalker in a movie like uh you know training young jedi and training okay young Kylo Ren? yeah i'm okay with that because it's like mark hamill ages so much that there's room there but if it's yeah. between the two movies where it's like he's still the same guy like yeah because obviously old mark hamill yeah i definitely look like young mark hamill yeah, but like jumping within a trilogy of like, if you were to go out of your way to watch things chronologically, having the actors mm-hmm. jump within a trilogy would be a little like that'd be weird. Odd. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, uh, the Aladdin trilogy, Robin Williams dipped out for number two and then came back for true. number three. So that's true. That is so true. Yeah. Um, no, it really I, threw me I off actually... when it came back for uh, the the King of Thieves after his absence and Return of Jafar. I, I think despite the fact that I find the period between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope the most rich period for storytelling in Star Wars, I actually kind of think I want this movie to be post-Return of the Jedi. Oh, you interesting. Know, that it's yeah, like the Rogue Squadron sort of hunting down rebellion or, or that, uh, Empire-like remnants. That Mandalorian era that we're exploring now and like mm-hmm. the bounty hunter kind of skeevy underbelly Outer Rim era is a really yeah. fun era. I love I love having the universe in utter chaos with like Mm -hmm. the full power vacuum of like no one's in charge right now and everyone's vying for position. I think that's really fun. And like you can sort of see how the first order is going to rise out of this like empire that's trying to take over again. It's Mm -hmm. mm, it's a it's a an era rich for storytelling. I love it. Yeah. So Patty Jenkins says it's a, it's an original story, um, but that she cool. is bringing a lot of great influence from games and books. So that there's a lot going to be that's going to be acknowledged and understood about the greatness of all the other things, but that it's fully you think its own story. Uh, you think Patty Jenkins is a gamer gamer girl? I don't think so. Okay, you want to know what I'm reading about this? Rogue Squadron yeah. was originally set to be written. This was originally the Game of Thrones guys project. <gasps> oh, shit. So they booted them and brought in Patty Jenkins. Interesting. Wait, but yeah. didn't they have a trilogy though? Or did they I only have a standalone they, movie? I, I think they, I think they had a trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. So this might be one of those things where it's like, we're going to release it as a movie. And if people really like it, then maybe we mm. do a sequel. Which is how okay. movies should operate. Frankly. Yes. That, yeah, that is. <laughs> when people is get ahead a of novel them, thing. When people get ahead of themselves, like, you know, the DC Extended Universe did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where it's like. <laughs> more on that with jimmy possibly to come in this feed ooh, maybe ooh, that sounds like a fun podcast a little tease maybe um, maybe me and jimmy try to figure out what the dc universe is 
But yeah, Maybe. when you when you jump straight into like Maybe. or like the the dark universe with the mummy, it was like, okay, we're gonna launch a, a cinematic universe, and then it's like, oh, turns out no one wanted this. Uh, sorry, we should have tried to make one good mummy movie first, probably. Um, yeah. yeah, they did it in the nineties. Yeah, they I, did. They made they made a couple of good ones. I never yeah. saw the third one. I didn't see the third one, either. but the first two are pretty good. Yeah, I'm 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 very interested for all of this. Apparently, back in the day, Kathleen Kennedy said that Benioff and Weiss were going to be collaborating with Ryan Johnson, but still on their own trilogies, respectively. Oh, so weird. that those were going to interplay in some way. I feel like they wouldn't get along. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, I don't think Ryan Johnson is the kind of person who can collaborate very well with other filmmakers, to be honest. Like I and and I also think that they have principal disagreements about what storytelling is. But I and I mean, maybe he could prove me wrong, but like thus far, he has not collaborated with another filmmaker. You know, Ryan he is Johnson? always. Yeah, he has always only done his own thing, which is I fine. Mean, he and Kathleen Kennedy like got along great. Like everyone. Yeah, but she's not a filmmaker. I'm not saying he can't collaborate. I'm saying collaborating with another oh, filmmaker. Well, I don't know. Probably means he has a distinct and good vision and i'm not saying that is a character flaw i'm not saying that's a bad thing it sounds like you're shitting on my boy who made the I best like Star Wars movie ever the last Jedi i like his Star movies movie. i i there's none yeah. of his movies i don't like some of them i like more than others but i don't, I don't like, like I don't dislike any of his movies i, I think like brick's fine it's definitely my least favorite of all of his but but i love uh, knives out Lo- love last jedi yeah knives out was good yeah. i like looper even though it makes no goddamn sense I haven't seen Looper, which is a damn shame. I need to see that movie. It's a movie about time travel where someone is randomly telekinetic. Oh, yeah. No, of course. All right. It's a time travel movie. And then suddenly someone can move things with their mind. Look, I love Ryan Johnson. I love Bruce Willis. I should have seen Looper. I love time travel. Time travel is like my favorite conceit in movies. It's It's a fun movie. It's a shame I have not seen Looper yet. When I saw it as a teenager, it was my favorite movie for a couple months. It'll uh, probably be my favorite movie when I see it. I'm going to watch it as soon as we stop recording. Yep. That's anyway, uh, so so to wrap all the Star Wars news up, uh, Lucasfilm is building like three more stagecraft volume stages so that they can make more shows like this. Uh, one is in Australia, one is in London, and one is in Los Angeles. Um, uh, Mandalorian is coming back for season three on Christmas of 2021. Mandalorian Ooh, Gallery know. is coming back on the same day that the season finale of this Mandalorian premieres. Or no, oh, it's, I think God. Mandalorian Gallery is coming back on Christmas. I can't remember. It might be like a week between. I don't. As long I as mean, it's coming back, I, I needed a season two of this that. Month, yeah, like me too. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that's that's all the Star Wars news. Any any other takes? Any other things you guys want to want to talk about before we get out of here? Jeez, I'm trying to think if there's any other like Disney stuff I was really into non Star Wars. Um, I mean, uh, the the only thing I can think of was that I'm interested to see what Pixar is going to do for. They're doing a series as well as movies and shorts and yes, stuff. It's and about they've never like, done yeah. a series before. Then so yeah, they're doing a TV series. series about like a yeah, it's about like a softball team or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited yeah. to see like just how they're going to handle series versus movie. Like, so the oh, I don't know if y'all because I watched the thing live, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, the pitch for it is basically like each episode is a different character's perspective of the week leading up to like a championship game on the softball team and um, oh, that's really nice I, I, yeah. they they said like the the concept sort of like came from when two of the like co-writers on this thing they like 
would go into meetings and like they'd come out of the meeting and one person would think that meeting went great. And the other person was like, that meeting went horribly. There's so many issues we need to work out. And just like different perspectives, like of the That's same fun. events can be so different from each other. So I'm, I am really looking forward to that one. It sounds yeah. like a, yeah, that a sounds really, really good inside outy kind of concept. Um, totally. But a little more uh, grounded. I do think in like, you know, not to get on my soapbox for too long, but I do think it sucks that like when remember when Pixar was like, we're done making sequels and then all their announcements are just like, you know, tangentially with their spinoffs instead of spinoffs. Yeah. It's like down for them to do spinoffs and sequels in this way, though. Like, I'm I'm sick of toy like four Toy Story movies. And I like all of us. I like all those movies. You like Toy Story? I do. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I like Toy Story Four. I think it was unnecessary, but I think it mm-hmm. was good. It kind of I like didn't want it to exist, but it. I I thought it ended up pretty it good. Ca- it kind of like insisted upon itself in like an interesting way. I don't know, yeah. like it, having Woody have this like crisis of like everything he ever believed in was a cool place to take the character, um, mm-hmm. and to have the whole thing take place like this movie that shouldn't exist happening where with this character Forky, who's a character that should not exist, but does. Um, It's all, it's all very fun. It seems pretty aware of what it's doing. I like it. Um, I got opinions. (laughs) I know. And I get that. And I, I really don't want them to keep doing spinoffs and sequels and stuff. I think Mm -hmm. Lightyear is interesting. That's like a really interesting spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very fun. Even though they are just making a green lantern movie. Uh, I think, other than that, like the Cars series, I don't need the like no. Zootopia series. I don't like it, that the stuff to me. Definitely for like the Cars fans that didn't get their mater in Cars three, though. Like that's exactly what yeah. that's an answer to. This is yeah. like they're like, oh yeah, we made a Cars film for adults because they were telling us that they were bad. Let's mm-hmm. let's go back to doing what we were doing and make our kids franchise. You know, isn't like, there and, like plenty of mater in Cars two though? That, <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of Cars. Yeah, and that, well, that, and that was like a little short. Yeah, I've like only Mater seen was so. I've only seen the first Cars movie, so I. I honestly recommend the third one. It's a fantastic movie. Really, Cars Cars I, two I makes Cars I three look like Car that. one. Cars one. Cars Cars two makes two Cars makes three cars... look like Cars one. I think that is extremely underselling Cars three. Wow. Do you think Cars three is an improvement on Cars one? Yes. Whoa. Okay. Hot take. I think Cars yeah, 1 is fine, so I'll probably like Cars 1. I don't know. I think Cars I like Cars, I, I like Cars yeah, 1. Good. I think Cars is a fine, a th- like, it, you know, like, middle-ish, like, mm-hmm. Pixar movie. Yeah, you it's know? pretty like, good. It's, just, it's, it's totally fine. Cars 3 has, I can't believe I'm talking about Cars 3, a, a storyline where, like, I didn't, like, at the beginning of the movie, the uh, my roommate Rosie presented me a idea of how cars three could end. And I said, there is no way that would happen because that would make this a good movie. And that exact ending happened. <laughs> wow. And it was like, it, it, cause it was just the idea that they would go in the way that they went, didn't make any sense for the movies that we present. Like they presented us with that are all about like, well, I'm not going to spoil cars three cause it's actually good, but please watch cars three. And then I will watch cars three. One of my big gripes yes. in life is I think that when a movie involves NASCAR, people think it's dumb. Mm-hmm. It happened with yes. Ricky Bobby. It happened with cars and it happened with Logan lucky. And I think all three movies are fantastic. I think all three movies cars, are borderline masterpieces. People had a pretty positive opinion of cars when it came out. It wasn't yeah. when cars two came out, people started like, 
turning mm-hmm. on Cars One like it's a bad movie all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's like no, that was it was pretty good. Like I liked Cars yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, shitty sequels doesn't like retroactively make the original movie bad. And I truly, I think Ricky mm-hmm. Bobby is one of the best comedies of the last thirty years. I it's think very that good. It yeah. is such a good movie. It is such a, an mm-hmm. interesting, and I truly think nuanced. I know it plays broad, but I think it's a nuanced look at at uh, conservative Republican culture. Um, and obviously, uh, like mm. you know, we, I think, I guess, all three of us kind of grew up in red areas. I know Jimmy, you grew up on Long mm-hmm. Island, but it's still a pretty pretty red area. Yeah, baby. Uh, no, Long Island's red, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh i grew up in alabama so yeah. you know you know how it is oh, that'll do it yeah. i grew up in arizona idaho and utah yeah yeah we we come from conservative areas and so i think maybe it's the people who you know are are from more liberal upbringings that have a hard time seeing southern culture and conservative culture in general i feel like that's just a shame that's though because there's a lot of like yeah. novelty in that type of i don't know area yeah I don't know, specifically like the South. People shit on the South too much. And it's like a really interesting place. There's, oh, it's tragically flawed in so many yeah. ways. I mean, the history is obviously Bad. ripe with badness. Yeah. Um, but it's such an interesting place. And like, I don't know, rich stories can be told about Southern conservative people. Yeah. No, totally. Like the and Ballad I, of I Ricky think, Bobby is one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's one that examines the problems with it, you know. And I th- and I also think Logan Lucky is a very, very interesting story about Southern culture, mm-hmm. um, and also about family. But anyway, Logan Lucky's the the Steven Soderbergh movie where they yeah, do an Ocean's it's... Eleven at a NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anyway. on HBO Max. I want to say. Yeah. All right. The last thing I want to talk about is, um, dear Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, start mixing your matcha powder before pouring it directly into the drink. No. Okay, like that seems a little off topic for our fucking Disney podcast. Starbucks. No, I just I had I had a matcha right before we started recording from Dunkin' Donuts, and it was full of clumps. And, and American companies don't know donuts. what to do with matcha. I thought you made your own matcha. I do normally make my own matcha, but I got a really quick one because there's a Dunkin' Donuts right there, and I was like, I'm hungry yeah. and I need something to drink um anyway uh well that was fun guys that was really fun uh listeners keep an eye on this feed uh because maybe there'll be something fun coming forward maybe maybe you haven't heard the last of uh at least one or two of us but maybe all three of us who knows hey i'd I'd love to to guess on what you guys got cooking up that sounds fun it'll it'll be a really fun project jimmy if you like dc or if you like comic books, or if you like to hear about, or if um, you hate DC, probably, or if you hate DC, well. probably, you'll also enjoy this. <laughs> I think both can be very true uh, for the take. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, let's let's get out with the plugs, uh, Jimmy. What you got going on? Do uh, you can find me at jshark111 literally everywhere. If not, it's just jshark, uh, and I stream every Sunday at some time on Twitch at twitch.tv/undocircle. Hell yeah. Undo circle, awesome. my guys. Chad, what you got? You can find me on social media at Chad A. Oliver. Um, Letterbox is my favorite platform, so mm. catch me on there. Um, and you can follow my podcast, the Best Pictures Podcast, at We Pick Picks. That's W E P I C K P I C S. We talk about the best movies from every year we've been alive. Me and my two co-hosts, Cody Lunsford and Mark Watlington, um, in search for the best movie of our lifetime. We pit two movies against each other every week and uh we also talk about what won the academy award that year and why the oscars are so often so wrong so it's a fun time it's a good show good show on this very network Um, that might be cool (laughs) um 
And uh, speaking of this very network, uh, you can find Comic Book Workshop. Uh, you can find uh, Disaster Girls. Comic Book Workshop is a show about making comics. Disaster Girls is uh, uh, Jordan Cruciola from Vulture and Amanda Smith, who is a uh, amateur geologist, dissecting uh, uh, disaster movies and finding out what what their reality index is and and maybe how you would uh, you know try and dreamcast and remake that movie today and uh, maybe the problems and things that it tells us about ourselves. It's a fun movie and uh, two very intelligent women uh, talking about uh, some of the most bizarre and often stupid films. Um, I'm on that podcast every week, uh, just sort of in the background from the shadows, you know, on, on the ones and zeros, on the dials, as they say. Um, you have ones and zeros? Yeah, I've got, it's only numbers on my soundboard, actually. It's really weird. I, I don't know how to, yeah. Um, but uh, you can find me on social media at Jason Halftones. It's it's a bunch of comics rants and uh, drawings from time to time. And at some point soon, it'll be a bunch of uh, little short comics um, about Patch McForce, a guy with two fists who sees with his uh, or two eye patches who sees with his fists. Um, it's a fun concept. It's a fun concept. Very and fun. tell you, buddy, I got some fun stories that I'll be uh, writing and drawing. Um, I mean, I've written a lot of them already, and I'm currently drawing some of them. Um, but uh, those will be popping up on my social media at some point. Anyway, that's enough for today. I think uh, everyone, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. I guess you can follow the show at That Might Be Cool. We post there sometimes. Um, and that'll be but all. If you're Go. listening to this, you probably already know where to find that. Is the probably. Thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're just subscribed to the feed and maybe they haven't uh, uh, followed on Twitter or anything. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm not presuming to know what the listeners do, Chad. I am. Well, <laughs> I can presume that we're uh, we're done with this episode. So thank you all for listening. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>